Please welcome director Al Campbell, <laughs> stars Roisin Connerty, Mike Wozniak, and the enormous Greg Davis. Uh, are you happy? Did they laugh in the right places? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I can't speak to the others. I want to punch myself in the face throughout. But yeah, it's, it's really it's nerve wracking uh, in front of an audience. Yeah, it's the first time. That but it's you been... enjoyed it, right? Yeah. Right. So played to the peanut gallery. There. <laughs> Were there any bits that got a laugh that you weren't necessarily expecting? Yeah, there probably was. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but the yeah, there probably was. I think that. They're all at the right places, which is what, what counts. That's, that's good. Well done, guys. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations. Thank you, Pat. I could be wrong about this. Um, I didn't want to Google it, but I think the show contains the first ever pairing of the words venison and bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you remember the moment that... I, I'll tell you the you. moment I can remember, Jeff, and that's the moment that I... I had to explain to Stephanie Cole, OBE, <laughs> what Bukaki was. How <laughs> <laughs> lovely that you're sitting so close to me as I relive that horror. It's in, I, I bottled it, actually, when we were in the writing room. I, I couldn't bring myself to put it, and I changed it to Venison Gangbang, but it always <laughs> it gnawed away at me, and I thought, you've just got to go and speak to the woman, so I did. Great. Congratulations on pursuing your Thank artistic you. vision. How lovely to analyse that detail here at BAFTA. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we, we've talked before, you have talked to me about things that you have smashed during the writing process. Yeah. So, uh, from, from memory, there was once a clothes horse, uh, there was a Spanish guitar, yeah. uh, your sock drawer. Yeah. Did anything get smashed during the process of writing this series? It didn't actually, no. I think, uh, did it, Mike? Microwave? Oh, didn't break anything, got, did I? It got flooded, something got flooded, didn't it, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I flooded my, that, that was the casualty this time. I, 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 Mike was one of the people who helped write it, and there was uh, four of us. And when they left one day, I was very stressed because the writing process is horrific. And um, uh, I decided to have a nice warm bath. And two hours later, I remembered it when the water came through. And I'd literally, <laughs> I, I flooded my flat this much <laughs> in water. And it turns out it's quite waterproof. So it was literally a swimming pool. And then the next day we had another writing session and afterwards I was stressed and I thought, I, I might have a bath. <laughs> and I did exactly the same again. <laughs> it had taken me three hours to clean it up the night before and it took me another three hours the next day, yeah. It's just madness. It's a process of absolute madness, as I'm sure Mike would testify to. And the sort of rage you send yourself into, is that something that only ever happens when you're on your own? Or, or do, you, do you see any evidence of Greg's rage? I think that's why, that's why we're there. We don't, I mean, he could write it on his own perfectly fine. That would be, that would be fine. The reason we're there is to stop him from throwing himself off his, his balcony, basically. <laughs> that's not the case. Mike's a place to pieces, yeah. But, uh, yes, that's not the case. Yeah, Mike's being very uh, uh, humble there because I wouldn't be able to do it without the other... But it is maddening. It's a maddening process. Um, at this time. Yeah. It, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's 
petrifying what it does to a normally fairly rational mind. It really is madness, and having the others there going through that madness with you is, is both an act of great selfishness and, uh, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, of great comfort. Yeah, because you just feel like it, 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 when I have tried, on the rare occasions I've written on my own, I, I just feel like I'm losing my mind within minutes, yeah. Because you're just shouting in the darkness. <laughs> With stand-up, it's so different, as Roche would tell you, and Mike would tell you, it's so different because you get to go and voice an idea and, and hear if it's funny. But with this, you're just trapped. So that's why I have the... It's so great to have Mike and Ed and Steve. Yeah. I, uh, I, I uh, made a note of a couple of the insults uh, um, uh, which are thrown in the direction of your face, Mike. Mm. Uh, so we had uh, Victorian face traitor. Mm. Um, a kind of a, a simultaneous haul and oats. My favourite, I think. <laughs> I mean, That's my favourite of the whole, yeah. We don't make him wear the, the whole sash, by the way. No, this is his actual <laughs> face. Yeah. It's my baseline face, yeah. yeah. If this so, comes off, I die like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so do, 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 do they ever ask permission before putting these things in? Before what? The what, insults. So is, no, no, God no. And some of the insults will be, will be <laughs> augmented on the day by, you know, I mean, if he's, you know, if I'm particularly winding him up or something, he'll, you know... He'll come up with a fresh one on the day. Uh... And Mike did have that moustache before Mando, mm. and, and I think we've claimed it as our own now. So yeah. he's actually quite handsome underneath it. But I, I was thinking that in the writing room for the last couple of years since Mike's been um, contributing, he's very much the father of the room, very much a father figure. And my instinct is to poke a father figure, so the insult <laughs> for Mike come really easily. Yeah. That, with, with something like that, how much corpsing is there? On the set? A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot of corpsing. Yeah. A lot of the time, me as well. I, I ruin a lot of takes behind right. the monitor. So if we had to put the four of you into order of who would ruin the most takes? Probably Greg. Probably, <laughs> probably ruins oh, the most. Comfortably. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the thing yeah. is, any you're noise. Not, you're not especially good at keeping quiet, are you? I don't corpse. Oh, I've got proof you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't corpse. I just have a lot of props quite a lot of the time that yeah. I get in the wrong order. So there's a lot of takes, but it's because it's admin. But not uh, <laughs> there's a lot of admin. Joe's always walking in. I've, I've done like two scenes where she's not holding anything in four series. <laughs> and there's a lot of takes. You're just like, where the fucking glasses go? Like that, so that. Which makes us laugh. Yeah. 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 Um, how difficult was the bathtub scene? Trying to fit... should, how, how much fun was the bathtub scene? <laughs> Trying to fit Greg and Mike in that bathtub was quite a challenge, but just I don't me, quite know just... how you managed to do it. Will actually. you find holes and clefts? And... <laughs> <laughs> there's always, where there's a will, there's a gap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was very much a case of get Greg in first and then, mm. work know, around let, it. Let Mike Bruce Lee his way in. <laughs> For me, it was gently erotic. <laughs> it was probably about that much water in the bath, and then once you were both submerged... It was full. It yeah. was full. <laughs> yeah. And you were both wearing short shorts. Yeah. Unnecessarily short shorts. <laughs> little sort of uh, bungee smugglers, yeah. yeah. I think uh, it was costume, yeah. enjoy themselves too, too much. <laughs> with, with something like that, would you go and look at it as a spectator, even though you're no. not on the seat? No. <laughs> I've seen too much. I've seen too much. I don't go willingly now to see any of it. <laughs> 
How, um, how did you go about casting Greg as a child in the, uh, in the, the sequence where he's doing the idealised <coughs> version of his life with Bear? There probably was about two or three possibilities, wasn't there? But there was the, that, that young lad in particular had... Um, he kind of had a bit more of a... He had a closer look to, to what yeah. we thought you might have looked like. Al's a very nice man, so he's being um, gentle. But I will tell you the truth from my point of view. <laughs> is that, uh, that when we cast the kids in Man Down, what we're looking for is the antithesis of stage school children. So when kids come into an audition for Mandane and start giving it jazz hands, <laughs> I, I'm automatically... We, we steer away from it because we want the kids to be just as natural as possible and not... Um, performers, if that makes sense. So the kids, it's always a long hunt to find the kids who, uh, who just seem like kids. And, you know, he was one of them who just seemed like a silly kid. And the, the lady in the bank with the nose, uh, was there any Maggie stage... service. Mm. Was, yeah. was there any stage where you thought about casting somebody with, with a large nose rather than use a prosthetic? I don't, I don't think we were ever going to find a, a nose... Because you on had to the make scale of which we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the nose had to look the same on both of them. That's the problem. So the, we had, we had to make this prosthetic for. And, and did she did she really look similar to you? I couldn't see the I likeness. Don't, I don't know. It, it, enough. <laughs> I mean, we knew we were going to do the nose and and the blouse. So yeah, it's suspension of disbelief. I think it'd be very unkind to Maggie Service to say she looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's Mr. Crumbs like in real life? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's an enigma. He, he stayed in character quite a bit, I think. I didn't really have... He was in his ice cold on set. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's that's... a delightful man. He's a family man. <laughs> <laughs> I did that one scene. Uh, he's, he's a nice guy. You, you guys did way more scenes than I did. He, I did that one scene in the kitchen. He's just a nice, normal bloke who like, has fancied doing some... Extra stuff, you know, and just was quite happy. He, a he was of days incredible. He came along funny. and put some he was, on. He was very shy, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he was uh, baffled. Baffled. <laughs> but he was great at playing crumbs. I mean, the, the, you haven't seen the half of crumbs. It's <laughs> three, I think. It's bit, his arc. In episode arc, three, yeah. crumbs uh, really comes into his own. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you ever said no to anything, the pair of you, that's cropped up in the script? Uh, gosh, I have a couple of bits, yeah, not loads, just like, not like no, but like, we'd have, yeah, a couple of just what like? costume stuff. What like, no? Leotards. <laughs> <laughs> five out, five no. times a series, <laughs> we put them in, but she always knocks it back. <laughs> just costume mainly, normally it'll be like, and it's normally a really funny idea, but I won't do it. <laughs> It's 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 so that she agrees to the costume she has to yeah, wear, yeah. we make sure we put something in that's worse. Right. It's to distract yeah, yeah. her, so we give her the props. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> but it's interesting. It's now part of the writing process, is to go there and to go, let's dress Roisin up like this. We all laugh and go, nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you made a very convincing farmer. Thank you very much. Have you, have you ever, ever tilled the land? That's, that's Steve Morrison, who was, uh, shouting, who was the farmer shouting for <laughs> me when I was tilling the land, who is one of the writers. And um, he was based on a, a farmer that used to shout at me when I was a child. Yeah. Is that right? John F. Gittins, if you're interested. <laughs> is he still with us? He isn't. No. Sorry, RIP. <laughs> <laughs> Um, across the four series, does your favourite character to write for change, or is it always Nesta? <laughs> <laughs> I think it swaps about between all of them. 
you know. It, it, uh, yeah. The easiest one to write for is Brian, for me personally, because I just know what that uptight fool would do in every situation. <laughs> so it's the easiest character to write for, for me because you just, I mean, you can put him, you know, cleaning a swimming pool. Any, anything will irritate him, and so it's a joy. But I love writing filth for Stephanie and for, <laughs> and for Mum. Uh, you know, I... That they they're all they all feel so familiar now. It, it it's not the chore it once was because you start to know how they would react in any given situation. So it just becomes a matter of coming up with situations that make you laugh. You know. Yeah. And is the rule for Dan just to make his life as terrible as possible? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just you know he's a fairly stripped down character who is sort of you know a lot of the the negative aspects of my character are in him. <laughs> But he hasn't got any of the, the stuff that balances it out at all. He's got no, he's got no ability uh, to, to. He's got no common sense whatsoever, and, and he's always, he's always chasing a quick fix. And I think that someone who's chasing a quick fix, like there's, a, I was just said in an interview just now, there's a part of my personality that would rather never go to the doctor and just go to Holland and Barrett and buy, <laughs> just buy, like, roots that I've never heard of. And I, and I think that's largely who, who he is, is someone who, who will bet on, on an outside fix rather than have some fucking common sense. So it's just <laughs> great fun to throw, to throw life situations at him, you know. Uh, the last series we had a cameo from Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, we just saw Trevor Nelson and Dennis Taylor. Was Dennis Taylor a one-take wonder? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. He had to be. I think. He had to be because we only had we only had one rigged up shirt. <laughs> if you look at that again, if you see that episode again, you'll see that I am openly laughing. <laughs> openly, when he rips my shirt open. There's no professionalism whatsoever. I it, just... was, it was meant to be one person originally. I think wasn't it? The uh, the the celebrity was meant to be one one person, and and the fact that it was Dennis Taylor and. Trevor Nelson together made us laugh so much. Yeah, I think it was your suggestion. We were saying, Dennis Taylor is a really funny idea, but is there someone we could combine him with? And I'm sure you just went, Trevor Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> we all went, yeah, yeah. And it was certainly you who came up with drum and bass. Yeah. Oh, so drum and bass Al didn't Campbell's come first. Work. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah that you came start with a name and work backwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's the lovely yeah. thing about the job is, you know, some dickhead fires an idea <laughs> out like that and then art department just does it. You sort of turn around and like, they're here, some of the art department, up yeah. top there, say hello. Hello. And Ooh. they just knock it up and it's amazing. It, it? is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uncle, it is amazing lovely, that they uh, do it. Uh, and you sort of feel a degree of shame <laughs> that you've sort of come up with a half-assed idea. Just do, do that, and then things are built by, <laughs> by people with jobs. It's amazing. Can you give us an example of a ridiculous thing you've had built? Oh, God. Well, drum and bass. I mean, what? <laughs> animals. Many animals. A lot of animal animals. Puppets. I mean, I'm sure there's one puppeteer who's been kept in business by us for, yeah. for four years. He's yeah. just constantly making attack animals. Greg, Greg always writes animal attacks into every single series mm. of Man Down. And I don't know why I find it funny, Jeff. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's something, yeah. there's something about an animal making a conscious decision to, <laughs> to attack a person for a reason. 
for bitterness or vengeance that I... Is just the to take against a man. Just yeah. makes me laugh the most. I think the, chi the chicken was more hurled than attacking you with its own free Yeah, that's yeah. true. But a lot of the animals have been sentient and <laughs> there was fully focused on taking me down. <laughs> is it something that's happened to you much in real life? No. <laughs> no, but it's a real hang-up of mine. I've got a, a really dear friend called Tim, who's a director, actually, who, <laughs> who asked me to recommend someone to do his garden. And I happened to know two um, hippies uh, who would, who would do hippies. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hippies. Hippies. Oh, where are they based? <laughs> hippies. hippies. <laughs> and, um, and, hippies. So, and so I recommended that, that they go and see the hippies. And, um, and they, had, as it turned out, had two vicious dogs. And they horribly attacked him. Horribly. <laughs> like, awful. Like, like, you know, he had to have stitches. It was an awful... And he told me, and I was beside myself laughing in his face. <laughs> because it's just some weird thing of mine. I don't... It was the last, the last episode of, of uh, Series 2, uh, The Heath. There was an early draft of that where uh, I think Jo, in her wedding dress, gets knocked into a quarry. And Dan valiantly goes after her and trips and then falls and hits ledge after ledge after ledge on the way down. I think you'd written every single ledge that he landed on, he was attacked by a different animal. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were all lying in wait. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost certain it was one of the rare times that Channel 4 put their foot down. <laughs> said, you can't have multiple, <laughs> you can't have five levels of animals attacking you. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. Um, <laughs> any, any more animals later in the series? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Any more cameos later in the series? Uh, yes. There's one, but I think it's been, been out, which is um, Derek Griffith, who used to be a children's entertainer. I mean, I don't know that he still does it, but he's an actor, fine actor. And when I was a tiny kid, he was singing songs about animals, funnily enough. And so he, he does a cameo in it, which is great. But, but largely, no, we, we sort of deliberately cast it looking for the right person to play the part, really. Mm. Rather so you don't just have a hit list of people from your childhood no, you want to meet? No, we, we couldn't top, you know. If we start trying to top, you know, Luke Skywalker being in your show, it'll just... Harrison get... Ford was busy this year, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how, how do we uh, think... Dan is going to adapt to being a father. Well, I think you know. I think that's... Yeah, he's going to be terrible. I think... He's just going to be hapless. Yeah, I, I think there's no mystery about how it's going to go. It's just, <laughs> it's just whether we surprise you in the way it goes badly. Right? Do you ever think of giving us some respite as an audience, though, and just giving us a little, little, little while, a little while while it, while it kind of goes OK? No, I, do, I don't <laughs> think people who like the show want that. I think they want us to see us torture him, and, and uh, it's very easy to do that, and it's very easy to continue doing that. It doesn't, you know, someone asked me earlier whether it's harder to think up ideas. It's not. Once the characters are formed and their relationships are solid, I, I find it uh, more joyful to just come up with perverse ways of torturing him. Yeah. Should we take some questions? Yeah, that'd be nice. Lady? Hello. Um, Hello. Can you hear me? In yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm at the National Film and Television School studying um, writing and producing comedy, so obviously I'm in awe of all of you. Um, what advice would you give to a young person like me um, wanting to break out into the world and, you know, 
write stuff like you do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult, I, isn't I, it? I tell you what, I would, part of my personality would say, don't give up. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, I'm trying I want, really I hard. I want the work. <laughs> the, I know. The more worthy part of me. I, well, I, I'll be interested what the others say. For me, it's just persistence is what it is. It's persistence and uh, just keep and doing it. <laughs> I know it sounds so obvious, but actually writing. If you want to be a writer, then you just need to get on and write. And then when things don't go well and, and something doesn't go through, uh, start again. Uh, I guess. And having a lot of breakable objects in your yep. uh, flat that <laughs> you don't mind destroying. Tenacity is the big one, I think, yeah. Just keeping yeah. at it and like being prepared to be maybe very skint for like at least Exactly, because the thing years. is, I'm like <laughs> 29 now and I started like writing when I was 18. Yeah. And I'm only just kind of just breaking out. It's... Oh, it's finding people to collaborate yeah. with as well is a... Finding mm. friends to play with, yeah. Mm. Finding like-minded... <laughs> Like-minded people who, who want to do things was a real coup, for, certainly for me. I don't know, I'm sure the others agree. Finding Yeah, people. and there's ways to do that, ways to put your head above the parapet, be it, you know, Edinburgh Fringe or be it, you know, stuff online. If you're not a performer, you can find people who perform and, you know... You're know. writing sitcoms? Is that what you yeah, writing? I wrote some hilarious stuff about being, like, in my early 20s, <laughs> and now I'm nearly 30. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Get used to that. <laughs> <laughs> Making the stuff you wrote five years ago work. Um, <laughs> you, are, you are chasing the age yeah, a bit, though. Yeah. You are sort of, yeah. Because uh, there was a sort of embarrassment in for me in Mandane of writing. Yeah. You know, I I was like nearly forty when Mandane started, and you're like, oh, was a troubled forty-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit embarrassing. I know, but I wrote all this amazing stuff when I was like, you know, in my early like. <coughs> 20s and I'm just like, get no. a good group of other, like, find as many, much, as many people in a network you can, like other women writing and stuff like that. You do need, I think, encouragement. It's just that it's what they're saying, tenacity and stuff like that. That it's just like holding, holding, you know, you're, you're sort of, until you get something to break. That's what it is. It's like the bit where you're waiting is the worst bit. <laughs> Great, should Thank take you. another question. And thanks for the wine. <laughs> oh. Should me a glass of wine. Uh, right gentleman here. over there. <laughs> I'm not sure that mic's on, mate. I'll shout very loudly. Oh, there we go. How many, how many bars of Twix did you get through during the course of filming the series? Do you know, I mean, look at the state of me. <laughs> I never dreamt I would be sick of Twix, but I am. My relationship with Twix is tragically over because uh, it was awful. And I was actually spitting huge lumps of Twix out in the end because it was sickening me so much. And, I, and normally, I mean, in real life, I would hammer through 12 of those a day. So <laughs> you can imagine that. Your relationship with Caramac's still going all right? Caramac's fine. <laughs> and also, also Caramac can, you, like. can you talk a little bit about the incident with the, with the goose there? Because I think, I assume that's part of the new series. Yes. Yeah. You sound so serious. <laughs> <laughs> the goose. Tell us what you were thinking. <laughs> we need to know about the goose. <laughs> what happens? Uh, <laughs> is the goose all right? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to do any spoiler alerts, but um, there is a chance that that goose... Uh, there's a chance that goose has a vendetta against it. <laughs> and, again, I don't want to spoil it, but it may well attack me. <laughs> It's actually, the goose is part 
of a preposterous <laughs> and melodramatic and expensive <laughs> final sequence. What for the final app? Last I, episode, yeah. Yeah, it's the last episode. <laughs> yeah. and I know that Al's excited about people. So it was certainly... It, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's not very often on set that, A, everybody comes down to watch a thing happen. <laughs> and, they, and literally everybody, including, like, the man with the big scary dog who looks after the wagons at night, everyone... <laughs> <laughs> Chopper, let's give him his name. Um, everyone came to watch, and everybody was reduced to shocked silence. <laughs> You'd actually written it into the last series, something similar, I think. Yeah. And we looked at it and said, well, that's not going to happen. And crossed it out yeah, and said, yeah, yeah we're not, we're not going to be able to do that. And this year, you wrote it again, the I thing did, yeah. that happens. And we said, well, let's And I, funny, I spoke to Jane, who produced this series, and went, we'd like this thing to happen. And she went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And then she went, no, no, I think we can get away with this. <laughs> and, we, and we did. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's probably a third of the budget of the show. So. <laughs> Ludicrous. Another question. And I'm not building it up too much, I don't think. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over here on the left. Hi, is there a fifth series planned? And if so, do you know what the arc of that might be already? Uh, we're only just over the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. It's so, I, I, I don't think any of us have thought about it properly, really. It's, it's the writing process, as I'm sure the other writers would agree with me, is torture. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really takes it out of you. And then the joyful part is the filming and this and getting people to see it, so... I don't know. But, you know, could we dream up other things to torture Dan and Joe and Brian? Of course. <laughs> of course. Any more? In, in the middle over there. Hello. Um, what's your opinion on laughter tracks in comedy shows? Hmm. <laughs> do you know what? I'm not sure they exist. I... I I, I'm sure they do, but I, I, I've not ever been in a show that had one. You know, you might tickle laughs up, especially if it's a live show, you might sort of uh, turn the volume up on a laugh. <laughs> um, I did a sketch show years ago, and we were wrangly, uh, called We Are Clang, we were wrangly accused of using a laughter track, and we didn't, not once did we uh, have any canned laughter in that show. It was all genuine. But you're sure, you turn it up a bit sometimes. But I don't know. Do they exist? You know better than they me. Do, I think. I think. Um, I think laughter tracks. It just depends what kind of a, what kind of a show you're making, what kind of a, um, what kind of a sitcom you're making, or what kind of comedy show you're making. I think if it's a live show, you know, uh, those laughter tracks are great when you're making a live studio show, and, and I think it's really good for the performers to to have a live audience to play off, you know, and to be able to. Uh, you know, they, they perform differently in, in front of a live audience because they'll, they'll leave a beat for that laugh. You know, they have to leave a beat for that laugh. And I think when you're making um, a single camera sitcom like Man Down, um, you, you have to cut it according to where um, you think the laugh might come and you, where you hope the laugh might come. And so leave a bit of a beat for that, for that laugh to, to, to be there. But I think, I think um, laughter tracks are great. It just depends what, what kind of show you're making. I know um, I love, like, Count Arthur... Um, and, you know, Father Ted, I know a lot of Graham shows use, uh, use laughter track and they use them really well. Um, it just depends what kind of show it is. Sometimes it can feel like you're leading the audience too much and you're trying to tell them when to laugh, but, but not when it's used correctly, I don't think. 
And so uh, I think you know, Man Down's not the kind of show that would uh, that that would it would suit, I guess. A lot of sh a lot of shows do it by screening something that's been filmed yeah. in front of a. An audience like this and recording that laughter. My friend mm. literally thought that's what this was. He was like, oh, are you going to be on the laughter track for Mad Down? I was like, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, we don't. I, I've done it before on a, on a sketch show, actually, where we used a laughter track and it was, uh, it just didn't, it just didn't work. You know, we, uh, we tested it out on something and uh, it, it didn't work. And you kind of, you, you start to realise where it, where it works and where it doesn't, I think, quite, quite early on. But sometimes, as you told me, in America when they do like screenings of films, they sort of pace out. So if someone, if where people, the audience laugh, they'll put a gap so that mm. you can hear the next line. So that's all it is. Mm. The screenings, they don't, it's not for laughter tracks. It's just a yeah. yeah, interesting. Any more? We haven't used one on this, and, and as Al says, I don't think it would benefit Mandane to have, have it. There's some guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, hi, um, could you tell me how many takes you needed for the, um, the full English? There <laughs> 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 oh. was a few, wasn't it? It was quite a few. I'm, I'm, I but it was mainly about the position of the, uh, of the sausage yeah. and things after she hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was trying to get the, the, the ingredients of the breakfast into the right shape beforehand. Yeah. It was quite interesting. Me and Ashley had one idea about how it should look. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely mansplained by the director. <laughs> in hindsight, he was very at the camera. We were like, no, Al, you're out of your mind. Let's move this in. There was, there was quite a long discussion about, uh, about how best to make the breakfast look like a vulva. We, yeah. <laughs> With those particular ingredients. Yeah. I think you'll find Al was right. <laughs> Quite heated, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and serious debates about ketchup or no ketchup. Is ketchup too yeah, far? Yeah, These discussions are very earnest. That is, those the chats outlet, happen so often on Monday. Should we mm. be putting um, blood? Um, <laughs> <laughs> down a little bit too much? I mean, <laughs> what about brown sauce? No, brown sauce is too far. But ketchup. Brown, <laughs> brown sauce suggests a medical yeah. problem. We want this to be natural. Yeah, it's weird. So the debate was more like forty-five minutes. The shooting of it was about you know a yeah. minute. Two yeah, minutes. Yeah. Ashley. Punch her, yeah. just punch it. Yeah. Highly yeah. accomplished theatre actor, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she's been at the National, just punching her breakfast. Yeah. But I love, I love the fact that, you know, we write this madness and there are such, uh, there are proper actors on our show. <laughs> Actual trained, like Stephanie and Gwyneth and uh, Izzy and... Um, Genie. <laughs> Genie. <laughs> Genie, they're, they're proper actors. They're proper trained actors who've, you know, played Shakespeare and things. And then, you know, I'm getting them to talk about Venice and Bukakis. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's one of the joys of it. I don't know whether they would agree with me, but for, for me, it's one of the joys to see uh, great professionals saying... Uh, low. Absolute <laughs> filth. <laughs> uh, when can we expect it on the telly? Um, it, it was going to I think it's going out in October now. Mm. Right? I think so, yeah, mid-October. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Would yeah. you thank the, uh, the director, Al, Greg, Mike, Roisin, uh, stars of Man Down. Thank you. And, uh, just, um, I'm just going to say... And uh, I'd like to thank Jeff Lloyd, who's come along and uh, interviewed us. 
and, uh, you know, uh, ju I just want to say, man down, it's such a massive team thing, and there are so many of the team here tonight, and I just want to recognise their amazing efforts. They are all uh, amazing and contribute brilliantly. And I'd also like to thank BAFTA for having us. It's been really lovely. Thank, thank you very much. And thanks for coming.